Welcome to Here's Teresa on Talk Zone with your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Teresa is here to inspire and educate you with heartwarming stories and informative conversations from a national and global perspective. Now, here's Teresa. Good morning. Good morning to all my listeners out there. This is Teresa E. Keys, your host for Here is Teresa, and I am reporting to you on the GreatTalkZone.com internet radio. And once again, how are you all out there? I thank you for tuning in to my show today. I most certainly appreciate all of my listeners out there, as I know that there are other programs out there you could be tuning into, and you have busy lives as well. And I also appreciate my brother, my guest, the world's best mental health therapist, Reginald C. Campbell, for this discussion for the day titled Hot Topics. You know, I like to discuss hot topics pretty regularly as it is so much going on in our country and uh, our world. And I like to hit as many of these items as possible as I only have at one hour uh, show to do my task. So having said that, please stay tuned as I feel that the discussion will be a great one, a learned one, and a lively one as well. I will be bringing my guest on here shortly, but I want to say a couple of things first before bringing my guest on and we get into our discussion. Uh, let's get the weather out of the way. Right now it is a nice, cool 66 degrees here in sunny Arizona, it is still quite warm, although um, Thursday high is going to be 96. And, um, you know, that that's that's it's OK. It's OK. 96. But, you know, when we say 96, it's, it's 100. So but 96 is um, is 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 good. I, I, I have no no um, quarrels about that because it could be 106 or 116. OK, you know what? I want to. um. Um, tell you guys about this article um, and uh, this report that I came across. Um, it's, it's, it's titled, Man Tries to Barbecue Rattlesnake and He Gets Bit on His Face. All right? Now, the article says in part, a man in Arizona was attempting to cook a rattlesnake on a barbecue grill when the snake decided to fight back, okay? This man's name was Victor Pratt. He's 48 years, and he was throwing his child a birthday party when the rattlesnake slithered into his yard. Upon seeing the intruder, Pratt decided to take the opportunity to teach his party guest how to catch and cook a rattlesnake. Now, in a U.S. Today report, listeners, Pratt said he grabbed the venomous snake to show off to his friends and family when he lost his grip on the snake's head, freeing the snake to attack him. Now, Pratt sustained a bite to the chest and face. His family immediately rushed him to the hospital, which doctors say, you know, they saved his life. Now, if an airway is not established in a few uh, minutes, um, listeners in, you know, in experience, you know, it, it has been our experience, the doctor said, that less than 15 to 30 minutes, these uh, uh, patients really don't have a chance to survive. Now, he, this is uh, what is being reported by Dr. Stephen Curry of Banner Hospital Toxicology, and he's the director there. Now, he says rattlesnake venom can cause swelling, paralysis, and numbness, as well as internal bleeding. Now, 
Pratt was sedated for five days, including during the procedures, and is transferred to Phoenix Hospital. Um, Pratt said that he lost five days of memory. He said, I didn't know where I was for five days. Now, Dr. Curry said keeping patients with face bites sedated is crucial to keep them from pulling out the endotracheal tube. Now, if the endotracheal tube would come out, listeners, because of severe neck swelling, it would be difficult or impossible to immediately put it back in or immediately perform an emergency tracheotomy. Because if that tube were to come out, then we would expect that they would be in very big trouble immediately and perhaps even might die in four to five minutes. And just for note, on average, Banner Hospital says that they see 70 snake bite venoms a year with face bites making up only like 1%, okay, of the cases. In fatal uh, snake bite call, uh, cases, the common denominator, this Dr. Curry points out, is not receiving medical attention soon enough. First aid measures such as tourniquets, ice, incisions, or taking the time to apply suctions are dangerous and harmful, uh, this doctor said, or completely ineffective, as in the case of suction. So Pratt has learned a lesson. I, I would say that he has, that he has learned a lesson. Okay. And, um, I, you know, it's just, it's just really crazy to show off, you know, um, and, and dealing with one of, you know, these dangerous, you know, uh, creatures, you know, a rattlesnake is nothing to play with. Okay. Now, um, I also want to, you know, have some good news here, um, to talk about. I read on LinkedIn that Target is raising its employees' hourly salary to $11 an hour and $15 an hour by 2020. Now, here's my thing, listeners. This is what I'm going to say. Why don't you just raise it to $15 an hour now and let's say $19 or $20 an hour by 2020? Why, why don't we, why don't we say that? This way we know that people, you know, will be able to have, you know, uh, some more money in their pocket, giving them a more, um, of a living, uh, you know, raise, you know, rate and money that they could sustain themselves and their families on. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, I want to see this. You know, my last broadcast, <clears throat> excuse me, I got a frog in my throat. I did a rerun for my previous show, put it all on the table through mediation, and it was titled Living in a What-If World. And I surely hope that you all had a chance to listen to it because it is, it was, it is so spot on for what is happening right now in our country. And if you did not hear it, you know that I am archived. And I know that you all have the TalkZone.com app, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. If you don't, you know, you can always go to my website, www.TeresaTekMediations.com. There is a link, you know, to get the app or go to the Apple Store or, or go directly to TalkZone.com and download it. The app is for iOS and Android platforms, and this way you can listen to me on the go or later in the day or a week or whenever as I and my guests are discussing some much-needed common-sense um, talks. Um, now, our discussion, as I said before, is going to be hot topics. 
And I'm going to bring my guest on right now because we have a lot to talk about. He is the world's best mental health therapist. He is fantastic in all that he uh, discusses here with me on um, on my program. Here's Teresa. He was also um, my uh, guest on uh, my previous broadcast, put it all on the table through mediation. And I want to say good morning and welcome, Reginald. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Ready to rock and roll. And how are you? I'm doing good. Blessed. Um, blessed to uh, be see another one of God's fantastic days. And I uh, was watching some of the coverage uh, on MSNBC and CNN of um, uh, the situation in, in Las Vegas from the past couple of days ago. And um, uh, continue my heart goes out to uh, the, the families of, of the, the people who were killed and hurt. And uh, also my frustration goes out to these politicians. But we can maybe talk about that a little later. Yes, you know, and I want to say this. <clears throat> Excuse me. I am so sorry for all of the devastation you know, Reginald and my listeners, that is happening in our world today. And I'm praying for help and relief for the people in Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands as well. But for now, you know, we're going to, to just talk about the heinous things that are happening in our country. And I'm telling you that the adjectives are running out for me, Reginald, and other descriptors for the nasty and evil things human beings uh, do to one another. Um, You know, referring to uh, Las Vegas, I don't know about you guys out there, but I want to tell you what I mean. When a heinous a tragedy happens, Reginald, I say things like, that is horrible. That is off the chain totally. That is a salacious act. How crazy is that person for doing that crime? What were they thinking? You know, gosh, I pray everything or everybody is all right and so forth and so on. But you know what, Reginald, as, you know, as I am sure that, you know, you and a lot of the, my listeners out there do this too, you know, but here comes the but. Once I think, something that is so ugly and vile has transpired in the country. I'm just talking about our country uh, listeners for right now, not the world, just our country. And, you know, just give it a moment. Unfortunately, it will be topped negatively. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, my heart and prayers go out to the people, you know, and their families, you know, who were injured and or lost their lives in the shooting, you know, in Las Vegas, Nevada at the Mandalay Bay Hotel Casino. This past uh, Sunday, you know, so many people in the hundreds. It is a shame. It is a shame, Rachel, before the eyes of God. You know, you cannot seemingly go out and have fun at an outdoor or indoor concert. You know, the shooter was, of course, found dead in a hotel room in the Mandalay Bay from self-inflicted, you know, shots from the magnitude of weapons he brought to his hotel room and he killed himself. As is, as you know, is reported that he specked out the hotel and the room and even the um, that he had, you know, cameras and everything uh, that's recently reported, Reginald, as he was able to watch, you know, the um, you know, the police officers and things you know, as they were coming up to, you know, to his room, you know. So now here's my question, Reginald, and you and I have talked about this, you know, in so many cases of ugliness such as this, why do the killer turned the gun on himself after he has tragically committed murder. <laughs> you know, well, you know, well, well, that's something that, you know, that would have 
to, I mean, that's, that's a, you know, definitely a, a, a mouthful question. And as a, as a therapist, um, you know, you would have to do, you know, definitely some, you know, psychological autopsy to see what was going on, um, with him, what was going, him or her, or what was going on in their life. Um, you know, as recent as 24 hours prior to this incident happening. Uh, mm-hmm. how they were raised, how they grew up, how they interacted with their family, their wives, their children. Were they in financial talk? Uh, was there a substance or alcohol issue going on? So, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot to, um, you know, it's not one of those things that you can just right away say, okay, this is, you know, why, why he did it. Uh, so it has yeah. to be, you know, background check to see why this person did that. And, did that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's usually so many times that's, that's the case with the person, uh, you know, turns the gun, the weapon on, on themselves. And, uh, just personally, I think it's a, it's a act of cowardice, uh, most of all, uh, you know, pursuant to everything mm-hmm. that I just said, but then saying, you know, what an act of cowardice to not only what you did to hurt others, but then you turn the weapon on yourself. So exactly, you know. Yeah, you know. I'm just saying, you know, why don't they take the gun and shoot their cowardly selves, you know, initially and be done with it and leave, you know, innocent people alone? After all, you know, they're going to hell anyway, Reginald. No need to prolong it, you know. So really, you know. So you know, listen, listeners. This is what I'm saying. You know, they hate themselves, as I have told you. You know told you know my listeners and i've said to you before too reginald your any is your audi now a lot of people ask me you know where did you hear that any audi i I like to give credit to things sensible things you know i heard that statement from a beautiful actress and singer named della reese she was one of the um you know she was one of the um uh actors on the televised series called touched by an angel remember that reginald and maybe some of you out there remember that program as well anyway and she was also an ordained um, minister. And in a televised interview, she made that statement. You know, it's been a while, but it kept, but I kept it in my mind's boudoir of common sense and meaningful statements section because it is the truth, you know, and it definitely applies in the situation. And after all, you know, it, you know, it is a hate, you know, it applies to this situation and all heinous acts is what I'm saying. So you remember that, listeners, your any is your outie, you know, so. You know, all I can say, Reginald, is pray, pray, and pray for the safety of yourself, you know, your family. You know, always be conscious of where you are and who and who you are around, you know, at all times. Even when you are driving down the street, Reginald, you know, you need to be conscious of who you stop next to, you know. Now, don't go gazing at them. Just be aware of who is in back in front of you. You know, the truth of the matter, you know, Reginald and listeners, is that it is a scary world out there right now. And now I'm not saying, okay, for you to not live your, you know, live your life. I'm not saying to to live your life in fear, not to never leave your houses. That is not what I'm saying. I just want to be very clear with that. I am in no way saying to become a hermit, you know. However, what I am saying is that, you know, it is my suggestion that you should be extremely cognizant, you know, and awake at all times, Reginald. You know what I'm saying? So let's get to this um, discussion, Reginald. You know, you've already told me uh, your thoughts about 
you know, Las Vegas, Nevada and the tragedy. Now, today, um, this is Wednesday. This is we recording Wednesday, listeners, but it will be broadcasted tomorrow for Thursday's show. But um, she she meaning the uh, shooters, uh, significant other wife, girlfriend, whatever, who knows, is going to be returning today. And they're supposed to be uh, questioning her today. Is that correct? Yeah, as far as I know, um, that's what they will be doing. She will be uh, questioned when she returns from from the Philippines, and um, it, obviously, you know, they want to know what she knew, if anything. Um, obviously, they have had a relationship. Um, she was in his house. Mm-hmm. So, what does she know? What does no. she see? Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. this was a participant. Uh, there's, there's a lot of questions that are out there that need to be answered. Um, mm-hmm. did she see these amount of weapons? I mean, he had a cache of weapons still in his home and yeah. a cache of weapons, uh, at the hotel. So if you're this person's significant other and they have a cache of weaponry like that, um, are you questioning the reason for that cache of weapons? Um, so there's there's just mm-hmm. a lot of things that um, you know need to be answered. And some people will say, well, you know, if he was if he was if he was a gun collector, um, maybe his significant other wouldn't have anything you know uh, you know to say about his amount of weapons that he has in his in his home, but. I don't know. There comes a time when uh, when is enough enough? Uh, it's one thing to be a gun collector, which he wasn't. Uh, so, but even if you well, are a gun collector, how many of these weapons do you need? And these are weapons of mass destruction. Destruction, are, exactly. Are, are, are weapons of, of war. You know, this isn't exactly. something that you go hunting with and hope you always. I'm a hunter. That, you're not going hunting with hunting. a AK-47, M-16. You're, you're not. You're, exactly. You're, you're not. So, so stop that. Um, exactly. And you can tell, Reginald, from the sounds, excuse me not to interrupt you, but from the sounds of the gunshots, um, you know, that were recorded um, on people's phones that they, um, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, broadcasted for people to um, listen to. I mean, he he had um, it was like the, the rounds was just going off and you're absolutely correct. You, this is this is something that you use when you're you're fighting in war. It isn't anything that, you know, you use, um, you know, um to protect your home, let's say. And speaking of homes, I just wanted to, uh, to say, I don't know if you knew this or not, but it's being reported that he had two houses, you know, one in Reno and one in, a, you know, another part there of Vegas. So it's, yeah. So it will be very interesting to hear what it is that, that she knows because I, I'm just going to say this, you know, and this is, you know, I'm, and I'm, and I'm speaking directly to, Two ladies out there, you know, and a lot of instances that may not be this bad, Reginald, you know, but a lot of times the ladies will say, well, I I didn't know that he was, you know, uh, this crazy or he, you know, he was doing this. You know what I'm saying, Reginald? People, people display who they are. 
uh, you can only hide who and what you are for a short amount of time, and that's and that's all of us. So you are who you are, and it's gonna and it's gonna show. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, when people are first dating, and you know, someone will put on their his or her best foot, their first best act, and whatever. But eventually, you are what you are, and it's and it's mm-hmm. gonna show. Uh, mm-hmm. So people just have to be aware of that. But the other side of the coin is, are you okay with that person being, well, are you okay with what you see? Mm-hmm. So if you're okay with what you see, then it's not an issue with you. Someone else may say, well, wait a minute, didn't you <laughs> know that this guy, didn't you know? But if it's okay with you, you don't see yeah. the problem. Mm-hmm. And yeah. therein lies another problem with that. That yeah, and then let's just say yeah yeah I don't know I don't know okay so maybe it's not okay with them but they're still hanging out there but then when you get questioned don't say that you don't know that you know he was you know you know kind of like this you know she may not have known the the whole in depth of his cray crayness Reginald. But don't sit there and say that he was normal Joe and and you're right there. You know, that that's all I'm saying, you know, but, you know, I, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just saying, Reginald, that this country has long passed a sad state of affairs, in my opinion. It is so sad. It makes the future for us and our families, our children look dim and grim. Future, what future? You know, some might say, Reginald, what future? You know what you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's something. There's a lot of issues that need to be talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, my frustration, and and I know the RNC, the Republican National Committee, put out their talking point yesterday of well, now is not the time to talk about this because the families are are mourning, you know, so all of them said that, so, you know, they put out their talking points, okay, everybody say this, so we're all on the same thing. Mm-hmm. Totally asinine. Well, that's like saying when your home is broken into, now is not the time to talk about a burglar <coughs> alarm system. Uh, yeah. If you're not feeling well, now is not the time to talk about going to the doctor. Mm-hmm. If your child is not doing well in school, now is not the time to talk to the teacher, or if you lost your job, now is not the time to talk about looking for another job. So this whole thing of is all is never the time to talk about it is completely wrong. It's completely asinine. Um, you know, with Columbine, with Sandy Hook, San Diego, how how many more? How many more? When is it time to talk about? It's past time talking about it. Exactly. And and in actuality, Reginald, I'm sorry, I want you to, you know, not to interrupt you. I want you to complete your point. But I just wanted to jump in and say, in actuality, what I get them saying is that it's not the time to talk about gun control or the NRA that we're getting paid, you know, big bucks. The reason that I have my big house, because on the salary or being a congressman or representative, I wouldn't be able to afford all of this. Okay, that's what they're saying, Reginald, and you know it in my opinion. But go ahead. Well, it's 
there's there's you, a warm you, place in hell for people who don't take action mm-hmm. in a time of need. Mm-hmm. And this is a time of need. Exactly. This exactly. country is like a this country is like a giant walking in a dark room that that he's stumbling around. Mm-hmm. But if you turn, if you light a match in that dark room, that you'll be able to see. Mm-hmm. It's time to light that match in the dark room of this country right now. We cannot. We can no longer continue to kick this can down the road. Exactly, and. And, and, you know, I did do a program, you know, when you're walking, you know, in the dark, you cannot see. <laughs> For all of you out there, you know, it is archived. I did it here on Here's Teresa, um, you know, last month, or uh, I think you and I talked about that, you know, that that you're walking in the dark, you cannot see. And, you know, and since this administration, Reginald, has come into office, you know, I'm just going to say it. You know, it seems like the gates of hell have been opened up within this year. And a lot of you out there may say, well, why do you say that, Teresa? Well, I'm going to say this, you know, I'm going to let my listeners, you know, come to your own conclusion or conclusions, formulate your own food for thought, do your own analysis as to why these evil things have seemingly become escalated, drastically escalated, Reginald, in our country. You know, what's it all about, Alfie? Do you understand what I'm saying, Reginald? It just seems, you know, there were there. I'm not saying, okay, out there, um, a lot of you may start jumping already, saying, "Oh, there's things happening in the country, you know, already." We know in the Obama administration because that's all he only compares himself to. Um, Trump, Obama, when Obama was when Obama went to the bathroom, when Obama, you know, um, yes, there were heinous things happening. Yes, it was, but it was not on the scale, Reginald. You understand what I'm saying? Well, now with the largest mass murder in the history of this country, Donald Trump, it happened on his watch. Mm-hmm. So you can no longer say, and, and it's time to stop the comparison of, of who. Oh, gosh. Can yes. We, can we, can we please? Thank you. Can we please just take action? On this responsibility on this, you know, it's time. We can no longer kick this down the road. That's right. No longer say it is not time to discuss this. What a stupid, asinine, hopeless, unloving thing to to say. Yeah. Something like this has happened. Yeah. It's not yeah. the right time. Well, it is the right time. Mm-hmm. And as a representative of this country, of whatever state you represent, whatever uh, district you represent, it's your job. It's your job to represent. You work for us. And I'm speaking to politicians. You work for us. We don't work for work you. Work for you. That's right. You work for us and damn it is time it's past time that you mm-hmm. start working for us for the exactly. safety of the citizens of this country of the safety of the citizens of your district of the safety of the citizens of this world so 
So it's time mm-hmm. to start doing your job. Exactly. Otherwise, there's a thing called I got feet and I have fingers. Um, You know, in 2018, I just hope that the citizens of this country make their voices be loud and clear. All right. Because I totally agree with what you said, Reginald, that it is time. And I think that it is despicable. And that how they get up there, you know, um, they, they put the camera on them and they, this gives them the opportunity to say something sensible. But instead they say just what you said they said. It's like, you know, they're backpedaling or, you know, putting up a show. Oh, I don't want to talk about this. You know, and, and, and we understand, Reginald, um, you know, that people, um, loved ones have been injured and they've lost their loved ones and things like this. But, you know, nobody wants to hear about, oh, we don't want to talk about how to make how to make things better so that when people do take themselves and their families to a concert, that they'll be safer. That is the most asinine, stupid, irresponsible, irresponsible backpedaling. I don't really care. I'm still going to associate myself with the NRA. I'm not going to make more stringent gun laws. And then speaking on that, Reginald, how easy it is to get a gun in Nevada. Did you hear that report? Well, not only Nevada, but in other parts of, in, uh, of, of this country. I, I know, um, but I'm just talking about Nevada. I mean, wow. Wow. I mean, it's, yeah. I, I, I just have to take a deep breath. <laughs> you know, it's, I mean, uh, an eight-year-old could basically go in there and and get you know uh, some type of weapon of mass destruction. And I had always said this. I think we, you and I talked about this, or before you joined me, um, I talked about it on put it all on the table um, through mediation. You know that weapons of mass destruction should not even be sold. That's totally ridiculous. Come on now, why should you even sell them? The only people that should have the ability to obtain these type of weapons is the military, period, period. They should not be on the Walmart, in Walmart stores. Um, there's a, uh, or a company here called Shooter's World or any other uh, individual that, that are selling guns. They should not have them displayed so that people can walk in, sign their name, and buy them. You know, and then when things like this happen, Reginald, it's like, oh my God, you know, look at what's happening. Well, on, 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 you know, on what you said about the representatives do not work, um, the, uh, that, that, you know, we don't work for them, that they work for us. And this is why the citizens of this country need to make them start, uh, taking responsibility. I mean, it's, it's just totally ridiculous. You know, the hate and everything that's going on. I mean, let's, just for one second, talk about what, you know, uh, Trump said to the mayor in Puerto Rico and, and, and what he tweeted out, you know, basically, you know, uh, what a racist statement to make, um, you know, about you want somebody to do everything for you. And I mean, I mean, come on. He said that. And then three days later or a couple of days later, this heinous act happened in, in, um, in here in our country in Las Vegas. I mean, uh, okay, now I'm going to move on. Um, Reginald, you know, the next hot topic is what in the heck is going on with the lack of ownership for what you do 
being truthful, having a conscience, and standing with your word. What do I mean about that? Well, there once was a girl named Teresa, and she loved, and I might add still loves, how businesses organize themselves, in particular the advertisements and the taglines that are supposed to give an insight to its prospective customers and clients how they will be serviced should you decide to spend money with them. As I know, you know, I said that when I was coming up, I was very interested in organizations' taglines, slogans, you know, their jingles. However, they want to refer to them as, you know, but nowadays, you know, they may not refer to them as jingles or slogans or whatever in the boardrooms as they're creating these things, you know. But I'm just saying, and I'm just going to name some of them, Reginald, like Motorola, the quality goes in before the name goes on. You know, it, you know, as a child, that I always loved that because for me, <clears throat> excuse me, it meant that you were going to make sure that that product and or the or your services to an individual were stellar before you even put it out there. You know, Allstate, uh, you're in good hands. Nike, just do it. Wendy's. Where's the beef? Remember that lady, Reginald? She would be standing there. Where's the beef? Where's the beef? You know, depicting, you know, that their fast food chain gave you more beef on this hamburger bun versus its competitors. And around that time, Reginald, remember, there was, you know, there, the, the, the burger had just, had started to shrink on the bun, you know, so, uh, Wendy's was giving his competitors a run for his money. You know, M&M's melt in your mouth, not in your hands. Um, uh, McDonald's, I'm loving it, and State Farm, just like a good neighbor. And, uh, you know, by the way, uh, some history on this uh, State Farm song. It was written by one of my favorite composers, entertainers, and singers, Barry Manilow. Now, there are a lot, there are a lot of good ones um, still out there, you know, Reginald. I know this. Anyway, my point is not standing up for your company. Your word, taking pride in one's craftsmanship, is also seemingly Becoming a thing of the past, in my opinion, Reginald, with the exception of a few, you know, great stores like Nordstrom's, you know, Cold Sears. And there's some other ones that I'm not naming. You guys know those out there that do, uh, you know, these companies do stand. But there are so many companies from big all the way down to mom and pop. You know, this is also including landscapers. They don't stand up you know, by what they say and what they do. You know, it used to be, Reginald, that this, you know, and then this was not a 100 years ago, listeners, you know, where people were proud of their workmanship, you know, their craft, what they did, what they said. And if they repaired something in your home, like your washer or dryer or cracking your ceiling, they made certain, Reginald, that if you had a complaint, they would be Johnny on the spot making it right for you because they understood that this was their livelihood their advertisement for them, their growth, their bread and butter. Not, you know, not anymore, listeners, not anymore. I don't know if you guys are checking out the, you know, the barometers out there. And you know what I'm saying, Reginald, about this? Yeah, unfortunately that, um, well, in my opinion, that that begins at, at the top. It begins oh, yeah. uh, with, with the owners. It begins with the CEOs and all of that. And mm-hmm. a lot of times the bottom line is the bottom line. How much uh, can I make? How much of the stockholders make CEOs and not the quality of the product or the workers or the salary of the workers or uh, health insurance for the workers or working conditions for the workers. So, 
So it starts at the top, and if it's not implemented at the top, it's not going to trickle down to to the bottom. Uh, so you have a few companies that um, uh, you know still have that mentality that uh, you know we we care about the workers. We're going to take care of the workers. Bill Gates comes comes to mind as someone uh, who is like that. Uh, uh-huh. for, for him, he cares. He cares for them personally. He cares for. He cares about them. He cares about their working conditions and living and living conditions. Uh, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that has become few and far between now. Mm-hmm. So, if you yeah, buy cost, the product yeah. and you walk out of the door with it, it's like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. you know, good luck to you. If if something happens, good luck to you. Will and if you bring the product back, we'll find every way, shape, or form not to service it. Not to, or not is, to exactly. Not to Exactly. Oh, we'll give you a a, a store credit. I don't want a store credit after the bad experience, the service that, you know, your serviceman that came to my house, a woman, or how your product performed. Why would I want a store credit from you? Uh, And by the way, Costco is another uh, organization that that takes um, care and very much pride in its in its employees. Um, I, I had to I had to mention that, you know, Rachel, because it's like. You know, you, you, you purchase clothing or some item at a store and do you those know, like you're saying, you got to go through a song and a dance, you know, to return it, you know, and, and these are supposed to be reputable stores, but Reginald, as you mentioned before, um, it comes from a top down, you know, in the business language, all of you business majors out there, it's the top down theory. You know, what happens at the top is going to be dictated, uh, all the way through the corporation and, um, and, uh, you know, and it, this is the, the top down. I mean, it's coming from the Trump administration all the way down and it's trickling. And unfortunately, a lot of the, the citizens of this country, and I'm not saying that, you know, we have all, you know, all of the citizens in this country are that way. So get over yourselves. It's not what I'm saying. I'm speaking to the ones that are engaging in this. A lot of them are taking his lead. You know what I'm saying, Reginald? And they're implementing that in their lives, their personal life and their business life, you know, that, that, that mannerism. Yeah. Well, you know? figure, well, he says it and he does it so I can do it too. But that's the mentality that was laying semi dormant anyway. And mm-hmm. so when someone is in a position uh, to say, okay, go on and do it. Uh, or this is what I'm doing. Uh, you know, people, people follow that lead. Uh, but that attitude and all of that was out there anyway. And I say semi-dormant because um, it, it was not completely dormant. It, it, it's out there. Uh, but the quality of, of products, uh, you know, that, that we purchase, um, having good service and good representation, you know, says a lot about that company, says a lot about that product and, uh, if you're not able or willing to stand by your product, uh, then you shouldn't have that product on the market. Well, Rachel, you know what? With what you just said, we could take that and relate it back to what we were talking about with the disrepresentation, with the lack of responsibility that our Congress and representatives are taking and 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 uh, Trump are taking with this country. With what you just said, oh, this is not the time to talk about, um, you know, how to better the country, you know, in the midst of, you know, 
over 500 people being injured um and and all of the number of people who have lost their lives um in in Sunday's brutal nasty a- attack you know what i'm saying original it 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 has relations you know cuz my question uh but we've already <clears throat> basically answered that could the lack of standing behind your word you know be relational to the spread of uncaring in our society here in this country and so you know i have and you have already you know, basically answer that. But that's a question that maybe perhaps, you know, my listeners, you know, out there can take and and discuss it uh, with their family, you know, their their co-workers and, and things of, of this nature. And the hope is, is that they will take this 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 question and give it some thought and uh, maybe even analyze it and and do some checks and balances and see if you have join that you know that that stand that negative stand of what's going on in our country uh today you know what i'm saying reginald sure because that represents your your word represents you your product represents you and mm-hmm. nothing can represent you in a positive way or negative way as your word or the performance or lack thereof of, of your product. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, machines break down. Machines, I mean, that's okay. You know, we, we know that. Uh, but, but how do you, uh, help customer, well, you know, customer service, having the good, good customer service and to replace that item or, or to repair that item right away, you know, Johnny on the spot. So, uh, so, so all of that, in, in my opinion, again, comes from, from from top down management. Mm-hmm. If you don't mm-hmm. have good top down management, if you don't have good top down moral leadership, oh, it's mm-hmm. going to reflect mm-hmm. all the way down um, from the CEO to the guy who cuts the grass. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's no way around that. Yeah, absolutely. I I mean it's. The thing is, uh, listeners, that, you know, it can't keep going like it's going. All right. <laughs> it can't keep going like it's going. You know, the, the, these things are, 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 you know, something big is going to happen that's going to make things change. I don't know what, because, um, <clears throat> this is something that I say a lot, excuse me, in my broadcast. And I'm going to say it again and I'm going to keep saying it that nothing lasts forever but God's love. You, you all remember that. Okay. Now, Reginald, I heard this discussion on The View a bit ago, and the panel was talking about, are we raising racist kids? So I decided to research the article, and it was printed on March 14th, 2017, by the New York Times, by uh, the uh, the reporter Jennifer Harvey, for all of you, if you want to go and read it in its uh, entirety. The article states in part the following, Reginald. Excuse me, this is Des Moines, Iowa. Last year at this time, my seven-year-old was running around singing the praises of George Washington. I was happy to see her so engaged with what she learned at school. But I was dismayed that the peace and diversity-centered curriculum she gets at a public school had left her with such a one-dimensional view of history. I struggled with how best to respond. Then one morning, she overheard the news on our kitchen radio about a politician charged with ethics violation. What's that about, she asked. 
I told her someone in the government had done something wrong and she asked how an adult who was a leader could possibly do something bad. Unfortunately, I responded, a lot of our country's leaders have done bad things. When her eyes grew big and she said, like who and what did they do? I knew I had my opportunity. Well, I said, you know how you've been running around here celebrating George Washington? We always talk about George Washington fighting for freedom. But George Washington also owned black people as slaves. So my question to you, Reginald, is do you think we are raising racist kids? I don't think that that's a a question that can be answered with all families in all situations. Mm -hmm. Um, Is there something, okay, let me put it this way. Are there families that are where the children over here are being taught negative things about a race of people? Yes. Um, Children who are uh, who attend clan uh, uh, meetings, you know, things like that. You know, obviously, that's, you know, that's true. Mm-hmm. I think the majority of it is our parents being responsible. That's mm-hmm. what I would touch it. Our parents being responsible. Are you being a good parent? Are you teaching that kid morals? Are you teaching that kid? Well, just are you teaching that kid Who's the boss in the house? Mm-hmm. Um, I can't tell you the number of times when, if I'm doing a, a session with a new client and a new family, uh, say the kid is 9, 10, 11, 12 years old, that the parent or parents are cowering down to what this kid says or does or afraid if they say, something that, well, when we get home, he's going to really have a connection or he's going to really. So Mm -hmm. when you don't have the basic parenting skills and do basic parenting, then that kid, he or her, then they're exposed to all kinds of things, Mm -hmm. be it drugs, be it racism, be it um, uh, dealing with the you know disrespect of, of of his teachers, you know. So so when you don't have those basic things that the kid is learning at home, then again, as I said, they're exposed to a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. And are there children who are taught racist things in the home? Sure, they are. So I take mm-hmm. a twofold answer to to that to that question. Okay. There, there's yes. Again, with kids who are exposed to um, uh, a racist organization, their, their parents are, and, and the kids are exposed to that, and they're taken to uh, these these meetings or, or rallies, things like that. Mm-hmm. And then the other part, as I said, of parents who are not parenting, which allows the kids to be open to all kind of other negative influences in his or her life. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, <clears throat> I just want to uh, put a plug in 
Um, I'm not sure if, um, uh, you know, how many of you out there are familiar. I hope you are familiar with the, uh, television program, um, named Blackish. It, it, uh, airs on ABC Tuesday nights here at about 7, uh, p.m. It aired last evening, of course. Um, it was this, um, you know, starting this new season. Um, Anthony Anderson and, uh, Diana Ross, Tracy Ellis Ross, um, 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 you know, our, 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 you know, the parents in this, in this sitcom, um, is, is, it has its comedic, uh, tendencies, but it also brings light to a lot of things that individuals need to know, particularly what it is right now that my brother and I are discussing. So if you have not seen it, I, you know, I, I would, um, refer you to, to bring it up because the discussion, uh, was somewhat of this about, uh, George Washington and, uh, slaves and varying things like that. But I, I appreciate what you're, what you said, Reginald, and I just want to comment, you know, about what you were saying about the parents and the parents are the first, um, <clears throat> are the first go-to, um, uh, individuals in the child's life, you know. So my question is, you know, are you guiding your child in the right, um, direction and or best direction, you know, particularly when they see the child weighing off negatively, because the thing about it is, is that when we send our children out here, you know, in society, because we can't keep them in, they have to go to school and varying other things, you know, they're going to be um, out and about. So you're going to, they're going to see a lot of things, Reginald, as you were, you know, uh, pointing out, they're going to see a lot of things. Uh, they're going to do a lot of things and they need to be, this is something that you don't hear a lot of, that children need to be equipped with the best tools so that they would know right from wrong. You don't hear that a lot, do you, Reginald? Unfortunately not. Um, but a parent who's not equipped to give a kid what they need, then that's just going to trickle down to that kid. Mm-hmm. So it goes back to being a parent. You know, look, kids don't don't come with a manual. You know, a parent, when you become a parent, all of a sudden you don't have all of the right answers. So no one is perfect as a parent. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have those basic things, those basic morals, those basic uh, things that you need to equip your child with, well, society is out there just waiting for him or her. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. Again, if, if it's not given at home, if it's not displayed at home, well, they're going to find it in the street, and what they find in the street is not really what you want them to have. But well, if you don't have it, if you, you know, there are parenting classes that are out there that, uh, you know, if people need, um, you know, some assistance with those basic parenting skills and things like that, um, you know, people can utilize that. Um, sometimes parents, you know, if they're going through a divorce, a separation, you know, things like that, it's good to uh, maybe some people to go to parenting classes. Uh, maybe um, um, get some short-term uh, uh, therapy. Um, so, again, that's going to equip your child because they're going to see you uh, going through that situation. They're going to see you struggle. You can't hide that from, from children. From children. No. Mm-hmm. How to 
deal with difficult situations in in their life. How you deal with it, how you don't deal with it, is, is, is how yeah, you teach your children how to deal with it or not deal with it. And then they can also put their spin on it too. I always say that as well. I got about four minutes, and I have a, a, a you know couple of more things that I want to talk about, but I certainly thank you for that. I want to say that, you know, I am a fan of Stephen Corbett and Jimmy Kimmel, and I'm sure that many of, you know, uh, my listeners and maybe even you as well, Reginald, particularly now, these two gentlemen bring light to issues as they are two of the talk show hosts that are addressing the issues that need to be addressed more and better than our representatives in government. Now, in the wake of this terrible tragedy, Trump recently stated that the incident in Las Vegas was an act of pure evil. So Stephen Corbett says in part he agrees with the statement that Trump said, which is few and far in between. Anyway, the question that Stephen Corbett stated was, how do you stop pure evil? You know, and I'm expanding it by saying what mechanisms, if any, can we as a country implement to curtail the darkness that has seemingly taken over this country? Just think the way things are now. You know, as I said before, it it just, you know, it just cannot, you know, continue, Reginald. You know what I'm saying? So I, you know, if you can, uh, you know, I'd like to hear your take on what I just said, you know, but knowing that I got a little bit of time left. So I would like to hear what you have to say, Reginald. Well, it's easy to, you know, put the put the little spin on there and say, you know, an act of pure evil. And we know that. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, no, we know it was an act of pure evil. What are you going to do? What are you going to implement to help? Because, you know, let's face it, we can't stop all acts of, 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 of evil and hateful. But what things can we put? Can we implement to help stop these things? Mm-hmm. Exactly, and that's and that's what. Yeah, and this is what and this is what we're saying, Reginald. You know that there isn't any responsibility because when you have responsibility, then things are, then the things get get better. You know what I'm saying? It's just like if you have a bad um, electrical plug in your house. And, um, you, you know, and, and, um, dad who thinks that he's, um, has some electrical, um, education, he does his best to try to fix it. But then, you know, it, it goes out again. So what do you do? Then you call someone in who knows more than you and fix the situation. In other words, this applies across the board to a lot of things, uh, my listeners. You don't just let it keep continuing on. So Reginald, I have about a minute and a half left. I want to, Say thank you so much for being always adamant and fabulous with your your uh, comments on my show. I thank you listeners for listening to me. Now, I want to be clear about something as I'm closing this broadcast. What my guest Reginald and I discussed does not mean that there are not kind-hearted people or loving people in this country. I know this because I'm kind-hearted and loving, and I know other kind-hearted and loving people, and I'm sure you all out there do as well. Also, what I said in this broadcast does not mean that parents are not teaching their children right regarding racism. There are fabulous parents out there because I am one of them. My son and my daughter-in-law is, my sister and my husband, however, my sister and her husband. However, what I am bringing attention to is simply this. The consistent escalation of hateful acts in this country has got to stop. And I feel that one way to stopping evil acts in this country starts with each and every adult one of us. 
checking and balancing ourselves first and then our families and our friends and our lives. That way, this will give credence to us taking a really needful look, a deep look and analyzing what is happening and why it's happening. And then resolutions for these issues will surface. Once again, Rachel, thank you so much for being the awesome person that you are on my programs. Listeners, I appreciate you once again. I will be returning on the 19th of October. Be kind to yourself and one another. This is Teresa Keys. Have a blessed day.